Shalom. Welcome to Ask JTF, the program in which we attempt to answer questions from our great JTFers. I'm Chaim Ben Pesach from the Jewish Task Force. This program is dedicated to a refuah shlema, complete recovery, for Sharon Mitman, Shlomo Ben Sarah, and Dorit Bat Sarah, and to Ilui Neshamot, Elevating of the Souls, for Malka Bat Meir, Allegra Bat Shlomo, Daniel Nankin, Victor Hazdai, Pesach Seb Ben Dov, Lunita Adler, Shifra Hoffman, Ruven Hoffman, Barry Hoffman, Harabir Kahana, Harab Binyamin Kahana, Tsipora Fegi, Bat Liba, Yosef Ben Meir, Robert Mitman, Dennis Shore, Helen Friedman, and Charles Zolat. We're going to start off the program this week by answering a question from one of our great JTFers. And we go to the question over here. Let me see if I can find it, of course. Question from our, our friend, a Chicago Jew, who writes, and I quote, Your opinion of the Zionist Organization of America, unquote. The reason we're going to start off with this question is because it's important that Jews understand and that righteous Gentiles understand just how treasonous and how evil the Jewish establishment organizations in America are and why there was a Holocaust. There was a Holocaust because American Jews watched in cowardly criminal silence while over six million innocent Jewish men, women, and children were brutally burned and gassed in the worst crime in human history. And American Jews who were so active for every other cause, usually for bad causes, they're so active for every fighting for all their enemies that they never bothered to do anything on behalf of their fellow Jews who by the millions were being brutally annihilated in Europe. So, we're going to start off by speaking about the Zionist Organization of America. Because the Zionist Organization of America is supposed to be a so-called right-wing Jewish organization. And what does right-wing mean now? It means that somebody supports Donald Trump. Donald Trump, whose so-called peace plan in the Middle East would be national suicide for Israel, would be creating a so-called Palestinian state and putting Israel in boundary lines that are six to nine miles wide. Suicide for Israel. And yet you have Jews in America who call themselves Orthodox, who were proclaiming that Donald Trump is the Mashiach, he's the Messiah. Donald Trump was not a good, was not a friend of the Jewish people by any means. And by the way, one of the things we just that was just revealed about a week ago was that Donald Trump went to the King of Jordan and told the king of Jordan, I'm going to give you Judea and Samaria. I'm just going to hand over Israel's biblical heartland to you. Do you want it? Now, of course, he's so stupid, Trump, and so ignorant and such a, a buffoon and a clown, he didn't realize that you can't just he can't just order Israel to hand over something, although the way Israeli leaders have acted lately, uh, God forbid if he tried, who knows? But... So it never it never materialized, but he wanted Israel to surrender everything, and he offered Arab leaders control of all of Israel's biblical heartland. Uh, you know, he was never a friend of Israel or of the Jewish people. Complete lie. But anyway, that's so called that's a so called right wing Jew, someone who supports Trump, or someone who supports Bibi Netanyahu, Bibi Netanyahu, who also supports the creation of a so called Palestinian state. By the way, let me make clear that. I'm using the term Palestinian, a term which has no historic validity. There has never been a Palestinian people in history. There has never been a Palestine in history. It does not exist. It's a hoax. It's a myth. It's a lie. It's Arab propaganda. It's a fraud. The Arabs themselves said just 60 years ago, 60, 70 years ago, the Arabs themselves were the first ones to say there's no such thing as a Palestinian people. But anyway... The ZOA is an organization that supports Netanyahu and Trump and supports these types of leaders. And so that's that now is defined as right-wing because American Jews are so self-hating and so assimilated and so intermarried and so un-Jewish and anti-Jewish and so much like Bernie Sanders and Schmuck Schumer and all these self-hating Jewish leaders and the Hollywood Jews and the news media Jews and the Zuckerberg Jews. They're so evil and so self-hating. 
and so committed to destroying Israel because they're so ashamed that there's a Jewish state and a Jewish army. They're ashamed. They don't want that. They want to be cowards, lowlifes who assimilate and bow down to all of their enemies. And so they're so they they are so left wing and so horrible. The vast majority of American Jews, seventy eight percent of them, voted for Barack Hussein Obama, a black Muslim supporter of Louis Farrakhan. Seventy eight percent of American Jews voted to make him president of the United States. I mean, you can't you 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 couldn't get more evil and more self hating than this. And so when you have someone who supports Trump, that becomes right wing now, even though what Trump proposes is also suicide for Israel. This is how low we've gotten. This is how far we've descended since the murder of our beloved leader, Rabbi Meir Kahana, who was the only leader in modern Jewish history who told us the truth. But anyway, uh, thank God we have JTF, the one Jewish organization that continues to speak truth to the Jewish people. But let's look at the ZOA, this organization now, that's supposed to be a so-called right-wing organization and very pro-Israel, supposedly. Let's let's look at what so-called right-wing pro-Israel organizations in the Jewish establishment are really like. And you tell me if this isn't unbelievably insane. You tell me if I'm exaggerating. If everything I've said so far, you you tell me if this is an exaggeration. After we reveal these facts, that you all of which you can look up, you can just Google all of these facts. None of them uh, are deniable. Morton Klein is the president of the ZOA. First of all, the ZOA itself <clears throat> was found was formed in 1897, and the ZOA, throughout most of its history, was a left-wing organization that supported left-wing causes during the Holocaust they did nothing nothing to help six million Jews that were being murdered in Europe nothing okay so they the blood of six million Jews are on the hands of the ZOA and anybody who supports them is supporting an organization with the blood of six million Jews on their hands American Jewish organizations that watched in silence while six million Jews were murdered during the Holocaust are organizations with the blood of six million Jews on their hands. And yes, we must, we, we are, we, we must never, ever forgive or forget and never support organizations that were part of that crime. That's the ZOA during the Holocaust. But now we have the ZOA with Morton Klein. He's the president of the ZOA. And Morton Klein has always been a phony, a fraud, an opportunist, a liar, a con man. He doesn't have an honest bone in his body. And it was revealed in 2018, four years ago, that Morton Klein took at least $100,000 in contributions to the ZOA from Qatar, Qatar is an Arab Muslim Nazi terrorist state in the Persian Gulf. And Morton Klein was taking was taking contributions from Qatar. First of all, by the way, Morton Klein gets a huge sal has gotten huge salaries from the ZOA. A gigantic portion of the ZOA's budget is just paying Morton Klein a gigant a huge salary. He gets a tremendous salary for issuing press releases every now and then. That's all he does, is issue his press releases. He's a complete do-nothing joke and a fraud. But he gets a gigantic salary, which is a huge portion of the ZOA's so-called budget. And as part of his fundraising, he, he took $100,000 from Qatar, this Muslim terrorist state in the Persian Gulf. Now, before he took this contribution, before Qatar contacted him and offered him the money, he had always been very critical of Qatar because Qatar supports the Iranian Muslim Nazi regime that openly says they're going to exterminate Israel, that openly says they're building nuclear bombs to destroy and nuclearize Israel and perpetrate a nuclear holocaust against Israel, and Qatar supports Iran. Qatar is completely in, in, in support of Iran. And Qatar... Uh, supports the Muslim terrorist organizations including Hamas. Hamas which openly says in their charter that they want to exterminate every last Jew and every last non-Muslim on the face of the earth. 
a Muslim terrorist organization that even the European Union calls a terrorist organization. Qatar openly supports them and funds them. <clears throat> and this monstrous Nazi country, Qatar, filled with Nazi Jew-hating scum, they decided, you know what, let's play takia here, let's play the takia game with the, with the, um, with the Jews. And so they invited all these Jewish leaders to come to Qatar and offered bundles of money to them if they would just change their position on Qatar. And Morton Klein was more than willing to agree. All of a sudden he started praising Qatar. He changed his position on, on, on Qatar was a terrorist nation, an evil nation he called it, was, was condemning Qatar all these years. But when they gave him $100,000 he changed his tune. All of a sudden it was okay to have a country that supports Hamas terrorists, that supports Iran, that supports the destruction of Israel. That's okay if you get a $100,000 contribution for the ZOA. That's Morton Klein. Scum. Scum. And by the way, Morton Klein is not the only one who, who visited Qatar and basically had his hand out to, to try to get the to try to get the support from Qatar from an evil country that is committed to committing a holocaust against our brothers and sisters in Israel Morton Klein was just one of the Jewish leaders involved in this scandal Malcolm Holmline the executive vice president of the conference of presidents of major american jewish organizations the king of kings conference of president conference of presidents of major american jewish organizations is the umbrella group for all the jewish establishment organizations in america they're all part of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. And, and Malcolm Holmline works with them for decades. Decades. He's one of the most respected, quote-unquote, leaders in the American Jewish establishment. He went to Qatar, too. He also went to Qatar. And Jack Rosen of the American Jewish Congress, an evil, monstrous organization, that was headed by the evil Stephen Wise, the deformed rabbi, who went to Roosevelt and and actually undermined and deliberately sabotaged the efforts of Ben Hecht and Peter Berkson. Ben Hecht and Peter Berkson were right wing were real right wing Jabotinsky supporters who wanted to save Jews during the Holocaust, and they were the only group. They were the JTF of the 1940s, trying to save Jews during the Holocaust just like JTF is the only group supporting the Hilltop Youth and supporting real action to, to save Israel from a so-called Palestinian state. The JTF of the 1940s was, was the group formed by Peter Berkson and, 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 and Ben Hecht, Ben Hecht being the playwright, that, that uh, cr the brilliant playwright who created films like Gone with the Wind. And Hecht and Berkson were, were conducting a campaign to, to alert the American people and, and wake up the American Jewish community and save the Jews in Europe who could have easily have been saved and the American Jewish Congress the American Jewish Committee the Anti-Defamation League the Zionist Organization of America all these organizations did everything they could to sabotage rescue efforts literally to sabotage the rescue efforts to save the Jews in Europe because if the Jews in Europe are saved, the anti-Semites are going to say we're going into World War II just to save the Jews and it's going to cause anti-Semitism. So better that, the Jew, that millions of Jews be burned and gassed. That's better. Throwing Jewish babies into gas ovens is better than having anti-Semites be upset that we're going to war to supposedly to save the Jews. This was the logic. And this is the type of subhuman vermin, these vipers, these subhuman vipers who run the Jewish establishment, who are worse than the worst anti Gentile anti-Semites. They're worse. And so Jack Rosen now is the head of this or evil, monstrous organization, the American Jewish Congress, and he went, he went to Qatar. And then we have the Orthodox. Yes, the Orthodox. Because you can be a traitor with a kippah on your head. Just because you have a kippah on your head doesn't mean you're not a self-hating traitor. There are corrupt, evil, so-called Orthodox Jews who are also Yudin Rat Kapos. 
so-called rabbi Menachem Genick of the Orthodox Union, an evil organization that supported the Oslo agreements with Yasser Arafat, with the Arab Hitler Yasser Arafat, the Orthodox Union, the traitors who worked for decades to keep Jonathan Pollard, the Jewish hero, in prison. 30 years he was in prison because of traitors like the Orthodox Union that did everything they could to keep him in prison and to undermine efforts to free him. The so-called Orthodox Union, the Oslo-supporting, Pollard-hating Orthodox Union, may their names and memories be obliterated, may the name of the wicked rot, those filthy informers, those traitors, those cutthroat, low-life, spineless dogs. And Menachem Genek, he also went to Qatar. He also went to the country that supports Iran's nuclear bomb-making program so that they can incinerate all of the Jews and perpetrate another holocaust, and that supports Hamas. And Martin Oliner of the Religious Zionists of America, (laughs) religious Zionist. First of all, how can you be a religious Zionist in America? The very... yeah, we're, we are obligated to live only in Eretz Yisrael, in the land of Israel. Living in America in and of itself is a sin and is forbidden. So, religious Zionists, you're not, you're, you're neither, you're neither religious Zionists. Neither. And this Martin Oliner, he, representing the religious Zionists of America, went running to visit Qatar also, the country that wants to incinerate Israel in a nuclear holocaust wants to help Iran build nuclear bombs to incinerate Israel. And Alan Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz. Oh, the Trumpsters now love Alan Dershowitz, even though he's always been a leftist, even though he was always a left-wing Democrat. But because he, he, uh, he appears on Fox News now and defends Trump, all of a sudden he's, now he's okay. He went to Qatar. No surprise, Alan Dershowitz once said, that he would, that as an attorney, he would represent Adolf Hitler and get him acquitted and get him off. That's what he once said. He said, Adolf Hitler is entitled to legal representation. I would have represented Adolf Hitler and I would have gotten him off. I would have gotten him acquitted. That's Alan Dershowitz. That's the American Jewish establishment. That's who we have running American Jewish organizations. Is it any wonder that? when the only hope for saving six million Jews during the Holocaust was to get American Jewry to protest and, and, and do whatever it takes to force Roosevelt to take action in order to, save the six, in order to save the six million, in order to bomb the rail lines leading to Auschwitz, in order to destroy the concentration camps with the American Air Force, which easily could have been done, in order to destroy all the roads leading to the concentration camps. This easily could have been done. There were steps that could have been taken that would have stopped the Holocaust dead in its tracks. There's no question about that. The only hope was to get American Jewry to act and to protest and to and to do something. Is it any wonder that when we when we had this horrific challenge in front of us that American Jews did nothing not only did they do nothing to save the Jews when Roosevelt refused to do anything to save the Jews and did everything to make it easier for Hitler to murder the six million Jews this filthy low-life Nazi Roosevelt when he did this to to the Jews of Europe 90% of American Jews voted for him to re-elect him and when Roosevelt died Franklin Delano Roosevelt died the reform conservative and orthodox wings of American Jewry all declared a day of mourning to mourn the death of Roosevelt. There was never a day of mourning during the Holocaust for the millions of Jewish victims of Roosevelt. Nothing has changed. American Jews today are doing the same thing to Israel. The same behavior now. Supporting things that will destroy the state of Israel. Remember, 78% of American Jews voted for Obama whom we've shown you the picture of Obama together with Farrakhan, he supported Farrakhan and went to Farrakhan's Million Man March and was a support Obama, who was a supporter of Farrakhan, a Muslim Jew-hating supporter of Farrakhan, was twice elected president with overwhelming Jewish support and massive Jewish funding, huge contributions from all the wealthy Jews who wouldn't give a penny to the hilltop youth. 
They'll give they'll give plenty to all the destroyers of Israel, but nothing to the to the one group of Jews that are really standing up and doing what should be done in our generation. Well, let me tell you something. On the day of judgment, on Yom Hadin, Hashem is not going to accept the excuse. Well, look, everybody was bad, so okay, so I was selfish, I was bad, I didn't want to help the hilltop youth, I didn't want. That's not going to go over well at all. If almost everybody's bad, almost everybody's going to be punished, and punished severely. We need. Uh, I, I would assume that any Jew who's sane would want to would not want to be part of that punishment. And moreover, JTF turns to the Jews out there and the righteous Gentiles, who are not interested in what the majority are doing or what the, they're not interested in being cattle or sheep. They're interested in doing what's right because they have a conscience and because they have principles. And because during the Holocaust they would have been speaking out to tro- to do everything they could to save the six million. And now when Israel is in danger and facing the danger of, of a Holocaust, God forbid, they're going to do everything they can to help the one group of Jews who are putting their lives on the line to save the Jewish people. Just today, as the day we're doing this program, on the day we're doing this program, Elisha Yered, a Jewish hero, a 21-year-old Jewish hero, on the hilltop of Ramat Migron, was arrested along with five other Jews. You know what he was charged with? He was charged with living in, in on the hilltops of Judea and Samaria. You're not allowed to. The Israeli government says Jews are not allowed to live there. In the this is the the biblical heartland of Israel, not Tel Aviv. This Judea and Samaria. That's the biblical heartland of Israel. If we don't, if we don't have a claim to Judea and Samaria, we don't have a claim to Tel Aviv. We have a claim to nothing. If that's true. And they arrested him after destroying his hilltop five times in the past year and he keeps going back and rebuilding with help from JTF, of course. Without JTF, I don't think they could do it. But this Jewish hero was arrested and five other Jews were arrested and they're charged with the crime of a Jew living in the Jewish homeland. You're not allowed to. It has to be Judenrein. Judenrein means clean of Jews, free of Jews. That was the Nazi term. And Benny Gantz, the defense minister of Israel, and the prime minister of Israel, Yair Lapid, these two traitors who are running Israel, they want Judean Samaria to be Judenrein. They don't touch the huge numbers of Arab buildings and homes that are being built illegally all over Judea and Samaria, even in violation of the Oslo agreements, that they don't touch. But let a Jew set up a simple home on a hilltop in order to prevent Israel from committing suicide, then the whole army and the police and everybody in the media and everybody comes crashing, c- comes crashing down on them. The question is, whose side are you on? That's the question that has to be asked. Whose side are you on? You know. You know that the hilltop youth are fighting a just battle. And you know that the attempt to prevent Jews from living in their homeland and to hand over Israel's biblical homeland to the Arab terrorists to create a so-called Palestinian state, you know how wrong that is, how terrible it is, what a crime that would be. Whose side are you on? And are you willing to do something about it? That's the question. If you are, we give you a chance here to do what every Jew should be doing. There are two ways you can support the heroic hilltop youth. And by the way, an order, um, Elisha was released tonight. Um, He was released uh, from from his uh, arrest, but an order was issued for 15 days. He's not allowed to go to the hilltop and not allowed to go to Judea and Samaria. There was an issue... Uh, an order issued against him, a 15-day order. This is... (laughs) They don't issue orders like this against the Arabs. We're building illegally all over the... Arab terrorists have more rights in Israel. Arab terrorist murderers have more rights in Israel than Jewish heroes. That's what we've come to. Who do you think God wants you to support? What do you think God thinks of that? You know, on the same day when they 
arrested the, these six Jewish heroes on the hilltops and told them you're not allowed to go to Judeans, you're not allowed to live in Judean Samaria. You know on that same day Arab ter- an Arab terrorist, a Muslim terrorist murdered an 84-year-old Jewish woman in Cholon. Cholon is a, a Jewish city outside of Tel Aviv. An 84-year-old Jewish lady who was just walking in walking in the street was just gunned down and murdered by an Arab terrorist on the same day. And instead of going after the Arab terrorist who was supported by the Arabs by the Arab by the Arab population in Judea and Samaria, instead of going after them, which is what any sane, moral, decent human being would do, they go after the Jewish heroes that are the only hope of saving us from these Arab terrorists. Enough is enough. The time has come to support the hilltop youth because in your heart you know we're right and in your guts you know they're nuts. The two ways you can support the hilltop youth. One is to go to our Hebrew main page, org, and most of the page is in Hebrew but you do have a donate button in English on top and you just click on the donate button and in several minutes you can very conveniently make a generous donation to help the hilltop youth. Hayamin.org. That's doing it on the internet. If you want to send checks or money orders through the regular mail, very easy to do. You just send a check or money order made out to JTF and you send it to JTF PO Box 650327, Fresh Meadows, New York 11365. JTF PO Box 650327, Fresh Meadows, New York 11365. The Hilltop Youth deserve our support. There's no cause in the world more just than this. And so we appeal to people for whom justice and righteousness and truth and morality is important. Jews and righteous Gentiles who care about those values. Okay, let's go to our questions now from our other questions from our great JTFers and we start out with the great Hidovatsky Noahide, who writes, and I quote, one, please discuss the permissibility of sports in the context of Noahide prohibition of murder and injury, unquote. <clears throat> well, Harambam, Maimonides, says that sport is important for health reasons. Not for the reasons that people do it today. People do it today, I guess, for entertainment or for whatever, whatever their reasons are. But the real reason why it's important that we participate in sports and in athletic in athletic activities, and it is very important, is for health reasons. Because it is healthy and we need exercise. The body must be exercised. God created us specifically so that we would require exercise to survive and to be healthy. Why did God do this? Why does God want us uh, to be in a situation where we have to exercise? Because God wants action in this world. He doesn't want us just sitting on the couch and watching a football game and drinking beer and eating pizza. That's not what God wants us to do. God wants action. And so that's why God created a situation where we can only be healthy when we do exercise. And so sports is healthy or is important for health reasons. That's what Harambam teaches us. I loved participating in in certain types of sports, um, I love I love baseball. I love playing baseball. I loved playing soccer. Um, and I, you know, and I was pretty good at pretty good at it because I was very fast. I'm very thin and I'm very fast. I always enjoyed doing that. I don't enjoy watching it on television. I don't enjoy watching any sports on television. Watching other people play that's the most boring thing in the world, or in, even in the stadium. Uh, I don't enjoy that. I, I don't know. That's, to me, that's watching other people. It's just very boring. Very, I, I don't get it. But it's something that we should do. Now, Hirovatsky is asking about murder and injury because that there's a pro uh, a Noahide prohibition against murder and injury because people can people can lose their lives with playing certain types of sports and, and people can get injured people, you know, when you do physical activity with physical contact, there can be injuries. Uh, obviously, you want to avoid things that would be a risk, a danger to your life. I do think that 
participating in sports where you're endangering your life, I think that that's wrong. I don't think that people should do that. I don't think Jews or righteous Gentiles should participate in sports where you're endangering your life. And as far as injury, you should try to participate in sports where you're not going to have a high case, a high incidence of injury, like American football. American football, which I, I don't like, uh, there, there's a very high... You, you, you can have major injuries there, the way, certainly the way it's played professionally. But other sports can be played without injury or they're relatively safe if... if, if you know, if someone's careful, unless somebody is completely careless, usually other sports can be played without without those dangers, and, and that should be encouraged. People, Young people today should be encouraged not to sit on their behind and, and stay on the computer all day long. They've got to get out, and they've got to get exercise, and they've got to get fresh air, and they've got to do the healthy things that keep us, that, that keep us going. And now Hirovatsky writes, and I quote, Two. Are soccer matches in Israel used for political activism like they are in Europe? Unquote. Unfortunately, yes, they are. And it's very unfortunate because you have situations where, where in Israel with the soccer teams, you have their fellow Jews are playing. You have Jews playing for Haifa and playing for, for teams from Tel Aviv and from Yerushalayim and from Jerusalem. And they literally hate each other just because they, they hate the fans of, of another team. They hate their fellow Jews just because they're fans of another team. I mean, it's just so absurd and so unbelievably un-Jewish. <laughs> it's completely wrong. That is completely wrong. And uh, it's something that should definitely be avoided. And, and uh, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Beitar Yerushalayim is supposed to be the right-wing team, and then you have left-wing teams. Um, but um, it is, yeah, it is, it is used. Uh, for political activism, and and that's and, and I think that that's wrong. Thank you, Hirovatsky. And now we go to Ram Sheva Sheva Ephes, who has a long question in Hebrew. Uh, I don't want to, I, I don't want to uh, make people here wait for the long translation. Let me. Ram ani ani ekra et hashela shelcha leatzmi afshav kedesh zeye yuter yuter mahir. And I just told Ram that I'm going to read the question to myself because I don't want to give a long question and long translation. Let me see here. Okay. Okay, Ram is is saying that he that he wants to form uh, an extra what's called an extra parliamentary group in Israel called uh, Unity of Israel or Israeli Unity, uh, and he wants to know if we'll you know if we can, if it can work if he can work together if that group will work together with JTF. Ram, imata ve hachaverim shelcha. Titsru Irgun Yehudi Shosetov Le Lemanam Yisrael Kamovan Shanachnu Yehulim Leshatev Peula. Anachnu Muhanim Leshatev Peulaim Kol Yehudi Shosetov Lemanam Yisrael. Parur. Okay. And the rest of it is names of particular people in Israel, and I, I don't want to go into the specific names and all the names of these people and everything else, because I, I don't think it's relevant to an American audience. But anyway, Ram, ani modelecha meod ata azarta lano hayom hayom keshe ani oset tochnit hazot ze hayom she ata azarta lano be WhatsApp. Ani meod modelecha. And what I just said to Ram is he really helped us on WhatsApp because we had to contact a lot of Knesset members and a lot of other per- people in Israel uh, to protest the arrest of these hilltop youth people and Ram really helped us a lot because he's he's very very good with YouTube with, I mean with WhatsApp and so he really helped us a great deal Ram ani modelcha al kol ma shata asita bishvilenu bemet todaraba Okay now 
Uh, our friend Joe Gutfeld writes, and I quote Shalom Chaim, is there any decent political party here in the United States or in Israel? I feel that there isn't a decent political party anywhere. They're all a bunch of phonies. Also, I would like to wish you and your whole family and my fellow JTFers a very happy new year. Thanks. Unquote. Um, I agree with you, uh, Joe Gutfeld. Joe, Joe, I don't believe that politicians are honest people. Politicians are not honest people. It's not an honest profession, uh, tragically. Because a politician is supposed to be a leader. We need leaders. we got to have leaders. We don't have a choice. Society can't function without leaders. But unfortunately, politicians for many years now in the Western world and throughout the world have been our phonies. And, and it's just a corrupt profession, and politicians do not tell us the truth. And that's, that's my opinion. And, and no, I don't think that there's a decent political party now. I do. I just don't think so. I know it doesn't sound good. I know it would sound better if Chaim came on here with a pleasant message uh, saying this one's wonderful and that one's wonderful. And uh, I, You know, of course that would sound better. My message is the Hilltop Youth are wonderful, but the politicians are not. That's what I believe. I don't believe the parties and the politicians are honest with us. Not here and not in Israel. I don't believe it. And so I have to tell the truth even if it doesn't sound good. Thank you, Joe. And now we go to our friend, Truth Spreader, who writes, and I quote, Dechayim, what are your thoughts on the following Caribbean countries, islands? Puerto Rico. Uh, Puerto Rico is, it's a beautiful island physically, but it's an island uh, with a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Half the people there are on welfare. Majority of the people there are getting food stamps. Uh... The educational level there is very, very poor, and there's tremendous poverty there and tremendous problems, and they get huge subsidies from the United States. Uh, is that good? Is that a positive thing? I don't think so. Next is uh, Haiti. Haiti is even worse. Haiti is much worse. Haiti is just a nightmare, a bottomless pit. No matter how much aid you give, no matter how much... It's just, it's like Arab countries. You, know, you, you can give to Egypt, you can give to Egypt billions and billions of dollars and it just goes right down the drain and the same thing in Haiti the leaders are corrupt the society is violent the people use drugs and alcohol and 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 and, and don't have decent working conditions and don't want to get a decent education it's it's a, it's a it's it's a nightmare and next is Jamaica the island of Jamaica um also same thing as Haiti, a very corrupt, bad situation. Most of the people on the island live in poverty and ignorance. The population is not well educated. Uh, the, the politicians are corrupt. There's tremendous violence. Gangs, tremendous gangs rule over whole sections of Jamaica, just like they rule over whole sections of Haiti and Puerto Rico. Ditto. Ditto. And now Truth Spreader asks about uh, Truth Spreader asks about Aruba and Barbados. Aruba and Barbados are two countries where the conditions are a little bit better because they're small islands and they are completely dependent on the tourist industry. They have to present a nice image to the public for tourist reasons. So even though the population is not well educated and the education system is very poor and and there is poverty on those islands as well <clears throat> and there's violence on the islands and there's illegality and corruption among the leaders as well but because there's a tremendous tourist industry and because the islands are relatively small and benefit from tremendous tourism the islands are a little bit more prosperous and are in better shape than the other places that you've asked about Puerto Rico, Haiti and Jamaica they're in better shape than, than Puerto Rico, Haiti and Jamaica thank you Truth Spreader and we go now to our friend Benjamin Yisrael, who writes, and I quote, discuss foreign policy of the following presidents in regard to Cold War and Soviet Union. Uh, okay, Woodrow Wilson. I don't know what his policy was toward the Soviet Union. I know that they allowed the Soviet Union to go communist in 1917, and they allowed them to leave World War One. I. I, I don't know what his policy was uh, uh, aside from that. They, he certainly was not working actively to uh, restore uh, a decent government in, in the Soviet Union after the Soviets took over. Warren Harding, same story. 
just basically tolerated and coexisted with the Soviets, which is which is certainly not a good policy. Uh, Calvin Coolidge also, business as usual, tolerated the Soviets, uh, was, was willing to tolerate the regime there. Herbert Hoover, the same story. Uh, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, his policies toward the Soviet Union were one was one of complete appeasement of Joseph Stalin. Uh, Stalin was murdering millions of people in the Soviet Union, and, and FDR was supporting him enthusiastically. Uh, just uh, atrocious. And then when Stalin signed the the non-aggression pact with Germany, with Nazi Germany, Hitler and Stalin signed a pact to carve up Poland. Uh, when that happened, that was the beginning of the Holocaust too. Uh, that that would have that's what eventually led to the Holocaust. And and uh, when when that happened, uh, you know, FDR didn't do anything uh, appreciate anything meaningful against that. Uh, so it led to it led to the tragedies of World War Two. Truman, Truman already was president uh, at the end of World War Two, 1945. He took over when Roosevelt uh, dropped dead. Baruch Hashem, thank God. Uh, and Truman took over. Truman was also a, a bad person, uh, despite the fact that everybody now uh, turns him into some sort of hero, a role model. He was just a schmuck. But anyway, um, Truman, um, eventually, after the after World War II, uh, the country became anti-communist, and we started the Cold War, and Truman started the policy of what he called containment of the Soviet Union. Uh, not victory over the Soviet Union, not liberating the, the Russian people, but just containment. In other words, holding them in place and preventing the communists from spreading. Uh, and his policies were were, were were a dismal failure. China fell to the communists under Truman. Chiang Kai-shek's regime fell, and Mao Zedong took over China. Uh, we had the Korean War, which was a which was a uh, you know which was a flop um, under Truman. And the Korean War was really also against China. Um, so, the Soviets, in the meantime, while all this was happening under Truman, and, and uh, the Soviets, of course, were working together with the Chinese against America, and then, and then eventually there were there were problems. But Truman, his policies were not effective against the Soviets or against communism. Eisenhower, Eisenhower also com- very ineffective uh, against the communists. He should have. <laughs> We could have had we could have had the fall of the Soviet Union much earlier because communism doesn't work. But uh, Eisenhower did not. Uh, Eisenhower, just as he was an incompetent general in World War II, he was an incompetent president. Um, and so his policies of we had the Cold War in the 1950s when Eisenhower was president, but his policies were not effective. JFK, JFK, John F. Kennedy was an appeaser of the Soviets. Um, the Bay of Pigs was a disaster when he, he the United States was supposed to lead the Cubans, uh, Cuban f- freedom fighters, to liberate the island from from the communist dictatorship of Fidel Castro, and and it was a disaster because Kennedy uh, betrayed the the Cuban freedom fighters and let them get stranded and let them loot and gave them a, a, a terrible defeat. So the communists won at the Bay of Pigs, um, and and then when they had the Cuban Missile Crisis. I know that many people don't even know what I'm talking about here, but I'm, I'm, anyway, I'm just going to quickly recite it. Cuban Missile Crisis, um, that was an opportunity for the United States to go in and liberate Cuba. Cuba was only 90 miles off of America's shore. The, the Russians would not have gone to, would not have started World War, would not start World War III over liberation of Cuba. Kennedy could have done that. He didn't do it. He was an appeaser. Lyndon Johnson, another appeaser. And he wanted to start detente with the Soviets, but he couldn't do it uh, because he was a liberal Democrat, and the Republicans would have attacked would have attacked him. It took Richard Nixon to start the detente with the Soviet Union to start good relations with the Soviets. Because at that time, if a Democrat had started good relations with the Soviets, they would have called him a traitor and a communist, and a, you know, it wouldn't have worked. But Lyndon Johnson wanted to appease the Soviets and did. That's it, Benjamin. Uh, uh, and you're asking me about okay. You're asking several questions here, Benjamin. Benjamin, please only two two short questions every week. You're asking me one, two, three questions. Okay, 
we we can't we cannot answer multiple questions within even though it's numbered two we can't answer multiple questions within one question please Benjamin. Um, you're asking about Newark Airport. Was I ever at Newark Airport? Uh, aside from when the Israeli government kicked me out of Israel, uh, I don't remember being in Newark. I, you know, um, I have to think about that. I have to think about. It. You know, I honestly don't remember. I, I traveled a lot when I was running JDL. Um, I don't remember if I ever used Newark Airport other than the time I was kicked out of Israel, when I was forced to use Newark Airport, and no. Uh, and no, I, I did not re- pay for the return flight, but I had to pay for the original flight to Israel, uh, even though uh, you know their intention was to get me to go there and deliberately arrest me and throw me out. So I shouldn't have had to pay for that either. But anyway, um, no, I did not pay for the return flight. And Natan Sharansky, you're asking about Natan Sharansky. I, uh, I, I've gone into this story before, Benjamin, and again, we can only answer two questions uh, per program. But anyway, I thank you, Benjamin for your uh, interesting questions. And now we go to <clears throat> our friend Italian Zionist who writes, and I quote, Hello Chaim, what is your opinion of Queen Elizabeth? Um, I can't stand the British so-called royalty. Uh, they're anti-Semites. They're arrogant. Uh, they're just low lives, completely immoral, low lives, corrupt. Uh, what an instant, what a horrible institution that is. Um, and Italian Zionist writes, what is your opinion of Charles? I heard he wants to be not only head of the church, but head of the Islamic community in Britain. He has a long history of fascination with Islam, I understand, unquote. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, they, they're such opportunists. They'll, they'll, they'll appease the Muslims and they'll, they'll bow down to the Muslims. They were very pro Hitler and pro and pro Nazi before World War II broke out. Uh, that's the British royalty. They were pro Nazi and pro Hitler, and because they're the origins. Of, by the way, they have Germanic origins in that family. Um, so you know, the British royalty I think is a horrific uh, institution. Thank you, Italian Zionist. And now we go to Roi, who's asking me in Hebrew short questions. Baruch Hashem. Okay, Shalom Chaim Hayakar Mashlom Cha. This I can read because they're short, and it's not going to drive our uh, it's not going to drive our uh, English-speaking viewers crazy here. Okay, Roi writes, and I quote: "Bemida ve'gush Netanyahu menatzeach u'mekim memshala, ech ledadcha smotrich yeh kesar otzar, hu amar shehu yidroshet hatik hazeh." Okay, that's the first question. First question is um, if Netanyahu wins um, and and uh, establishes a government and creates a government, how would Smotrich, Betzalel Smotrich, is the head of something called the Religious Zionist Party that uh, Itamar Ben Gavir is running with? Um, how would Smotrich be as uh, as Treasury Secretary? Because that's the position that he has said he wants to uh, that he wants. That's the question. Aledati Smotrich Loye Sarotsar Tov, Kihu Socialist. Who Tami Doresh, Yuterviuter Hotsaot, Bataxi, Yuterviuter Kesef, the Anikoshehu Socialist. Zet Socialism, who Hayam, who Hayam, Machishitze, who Ayomer, Lo, Anibead Shukoshi, Mapiton, Aval. מה שהוא ובפלגתו תמיד דורשים זה יותר ויותר הוצאות, יותר ויותר התערבות ממשלתית בתוך הכלכלה, זה לא טוב. צריך פחות הוצאות מהממשלה, צריך תקציב הרבה יותר קטן וצריך מיסים הרבה יותר נמוכים, הרבה פחות מיסים בישראל, וצריך צריך כלכלה חופשית אמיתית עם תחרות אמיתית זה מה שצריך ואני לא חושב שסמוטריץ' היה עושה את זה and what I just said is that we need not more but less spending from government not more but less programs in the, in, in, in a, a much smaller budget and much lower taxes and a truly free economy and true competition and Smotrich is not going to give us that if he becomes treasury 
secretary, in my opinion. Roy, Akshav, Roy now uh, writes, Roy Akshav Kotev, Ech Yair Lapid Kerosh Memshala Ad Akshav. How is Yair Lapid as uh, Prime Minister until now? Roy, Ani Yodesh is a Nishma, Bemet Nishma Harif, Mashani Omed Lomar, Aval, Hu Ubeni Gans Mit Nahagim Kimoshne Nazim. Klapei, נערי הגבעות הם מתנהגים כמו נאצים. הם רוצים שכל יהודה ושומרון, חוץ משניים וחצי אחוז, יהיו יודנריין. זאת אומרת, יהיו בלי יהודים. יודנריין זה המונח הנאצי. והם אוסרים על יהודים לחיות ביהודה ושומרון, מחוץ לגבולות של הגטו היהודי הזה, של שניים וחצי אחוז. אז uh, אני חושב שהוא מפלצת, פשוט מפלצת. And what I just told the Roy is that um, I think that um, Yair Lapid is Prime Minister and, and Benny Gantz as Defense Minister acting like two Nazis. They're saying that all of Judea and Samaria except for two and a half percent where the Jews live in a little ghetto have to be Judenrein, have to be the Nazi term meaning clean, clean of Jews, free of Jews. But this is Nazi policy. This is a Nazi policy. So obviously I don't think very highly of them. Ani modelecha roi. And now we go to <clears throat> angry Chinese Kahanist, who is another longtime friend of ours, who writes, and I quote, What is your opinion on George S. Patton? Okay, George S. Patton, of course, is the... He was the uh, very famous general in World War II. Um, he was a aside from being uh, someone who hated almost everybody in the world he was a vicious anti-Semite when he saw the Jews come out of the concentration camps uh, at the lowest point in history for the Jewish people when he saw the skeleton bodies coming out of those concentration camps instead of feeling compassion and saying what a horrible thing how terrible what the German Nazis and the European Nazis did to these innocent men, women, and children, unarmed men, women, and children. Instead of saying that, he said he said that he thought he said this was a stinking hunk of humanity, and look how look what they look like, yeah, and and ridiculed them, ridiculed them, and 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 attacked them, and and uh, with the with Nazi anti-Semitic uh, uh, caricatures and car and and just horrific. So I thought he was a very evil person. Um, he also hated, by the way, he hated uh, uh, he hated anyone who was not uh, he hated just about everybody. He hated Asians, by the way. He also ha- he hated Asians, and he compared the Russians to Asians, and he said the a- the Asians are all just uh, murderers and barbarians, uh, and I mean just vicious, vicious uh, individual. And I don't think he was a good general. Angry Chinese Kahanist now writes, and I quote, Someone sent me a picture of a young Chaim, and boy, he was quite the Hebrew hammer. What happened? No, no, just kidding. Okay. Thank you very much, Angry uh, Chinese Kahanist. And I want to thank everybody for another program of SJTF that I very much uh, enjoyed doing. I always enjoy speaking to our great JTFers, and hopefully we'll ignite Jewish idealism and righteous Gentile idealism in order to make this a better world. In your heart, you know we're right. And in your guts, you know they're nuts. For JTF, until next week, this is Chaim Ben Pesach. Shalom.